0: Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Frosty the Snowman is a fairy tale, they say He was made of snow, but the children know How he came to life one day
1: This is the The Mojo Mojo Radio Show. I'm Andrew Peters, coming to you live from the North Pole. I've just been out to watch some very short people doing some North Pole dancing. Unusual.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the show can only go downhill from here.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's hey right. Hey, everybody, welcome to trouble.
2: a very special Christmas Eve edition of the Mojo Radio Show. AP, you never fail to uh, to bring the goods. Mate. <laughs> what an <laughs>
1: interesting thing was! I had Santa sitting on my knee watching the show. <laughs>
2: Baby, thank you for uh, being on the show all the way from the North Pole. We know you are mm-hmm. actually in a hotel room, so uh, yeah, on his saying?
3: holidays, folks. There's commitment on his
2: holidays. He is totally committed. That's what I. That's that's what we mean. That's mm-hmm. a dedication to our show, Robbo.
3: That's that's why he's our go-to man. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, because I'm the only one that would do it. But I'm here <laughs> in the hotel. <laughs> okay, I, I, well, I wasn't going to say out that. Out of
1: the pool, away right from the bar. <laughs> To be with you guys on this Christmas Eve. Yeah, I can We're hear you sloping on
3: something in the background, though, mate. It just sounds a bit frothy to me. Uh, yes, it is a bit frothy,
1: but mm. uh, that's okay. Don't you worry about a thing. I'm a professional. I can work <laughs> under all <laughs> sorts of conditions, including an e-briation.
2: Speaking of which, welcome to the Mojo Radio Show, folks. If you're new to the show, thanks hit the download button. If you're a regular I you'll know it's been a very big year for us. We're wrapping up this year. Let's say good to the guy behind the panel who drives this bus that they call the Mojo Radio Show. Robbo, how's it going, buddy? It's going well. Very Christmassy spirit happening at this end. Very Christmassy spirit. Mm-hmm. Very nice to have all the lads in the studio today. Great show. In fact, a different show. We're going to speak to a variety of people to hear their Christmas messages. The Mojo Radio Show. Don't To kick the show off, an interesting story, being the end of the year, it's also the end of an era. Robbo, you've got a very interesting interview to start our show off today.
3: Yeah, the Sydney Entertainment Centre, the home of some of the most iconic gigs of the last 30, 40 years, Cold Chisels Last Stand, Die Straits, Mm. Disney on Ice, millions and millions of of, people have been through there watching some of the biggest gigs that have come to this country. Unfortunately, it all ends uh, on January the first. It down she comes, tumbling down to make way for. Uh a new residential precinct. But um, as much as that sucks, my mojo, I did hear a few stories about what's happening in the area and yeah. thought that it might be a good idea to, um, to get Steve Heaven. Is that correct, Steve? Yeah, Heaven. Heaven. Yep.
2: See, I told, you, I told you it was the French. Heaven <laughs> <laughs> is the French. He for was on Heaven. I told it. you that, Robbo. You don't listen. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I try my best. Steve, um, mate, Robbo and I have spent many a reckless night. Um, in the venue, January one, it's a brand new era. What's ahead for the new International Convention Centre Sydney? What what are we likely to see?
1: Oh, pretty much what you're seeing at the Qantas Credit Union Arena. It's a it's pretty much a, a direct replacement for it. The capacity is yeah. slightly smaller, but when you when you talk about the average crowd over the last thirty two years, and it's about eight to nine thousand, so it's a really yeah. good fit. Yep. It'll yeah. have a it'll have a bigger capacity in the rigging than we have at the uh Quintus Credit Union Arena, so I think we're at a bigger stage area. So I think we'll be able All to right. do more there to be fair.
2: And yeah, when right. when will we be buying tickets to come and see the new venue, mate? What's the plan?
1: Um December 2016, it'll be open. Gee, wow, that's quick, a isn't
2: quick it? turnaround. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah well, they've, they've already started building the new one. It's um, it's ahead of time from what I can see. It's a it's a pretty impressive structure coming out of the ground where Hall One used to be at the uh, Sydney Exhibition Centre. Uh, ah, yeah. going.
3: So it's actually moving off the site where it is now and just slightly moving down the road a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. The idea is to turn it around until it mm. faces um, uh, east. It's, yep, right. Uh, and make it part of the, all the entire ICC Sydney complex. Yes. They degraded into it.
3: So Facing East, did Cole Chisel have anything to do with that, with their heritage <laughs> at the Sydney Entertainment <laughs> <laughs> Centre? <laughs> and the name of their classic album? Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: no. <laughs> Steve, um, when I remember back in the day when I was doing promotions, when they tore up the SCG Strip, They gave punters a chance to get a hold of a piece of turf from the centre wicket. Is there, in your mind, are there pieces of the entertainment centre, iconic pieces that remain, you know, as part of the history of the building are there? Is there any significant piece of it that is going to remain iconic?
1: Uh, yeah, we're putting together a whole lot of memorabilia that'll go into a, um, a a room which we've mm. uh, loosely turned a museum over at the ICC. That'll have all that sort of things in it. Uh, you know, we've put we've had a lighting desk, isn't that, that classic? We've had that there for thirty years, and it's been shipped wow. over. Now wow, Now in storage. You know, yeah. I guess the most um, uh, recognisable part of the building for me is the um, is the acoustic wall at the back of the uh, back of the stage. Uh, very simple design, but very um, very effective in what it's done. And I, I haven't seen any other venue, certainly in this country and the ones I've visited overseas, with that feature. So I think that's probably the most um, iconic part of it, and we'll, we'll be keeping a few pieces of that.
2: Yeah, right, is that great? Mm-hmm. Is there, um, in your time there, are there gigs that, that keep coming up as the great gigs people remember from the old entertainment center? Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I'm chuffed to have Cold Chisel come back. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was uh, busy failing U11 when the last (laughs) ten came
0: through.
1: And uh, all I wanted to do was come and see the last ten. so that's still in my mind, and Mm -hmm. he's certainly with a lot of people I talk to, still the most iconic. Gig that the place has had, and you know, bringing Sir Elton back, he's he's up to forty six. This will be forty six appearances, you know. So he's like part of the furniture.
3: So, and
1: then we we, at late We've got John Farnham, which is also awesome because he holds the record for the Australian. will literally 41 for him, but wow. 76 performances all over because he did the Jesus Christ Superstar at yeah, the main event. Right. And he was with right. us earlier in the year with Olivia. So it's really, it's really good. Cool. I'm really happy with the lineup that we're going to offer. Kidney to come and have one. Last look at us. This could be the last time. This could be the last
3: time. Maybe the last time. I don't know. From memory... The record for the longest amount of gigs in a row, is that still held by Dire Straits? Was it 21 or 22 or something uh, like that? uh,
1: 19 in a row, uh, 22 in total.
3: Yeah, because they came back, didn't they, and did a couple yeah, more, I think. Yeah, uh, it, that'll never be broken. No. Gone are the days
1: where, I mean, Pink yeah. is probably the only one of the modern day that does multiples. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every time she comes back, she does six to ten, yeah. but uh, we'll never see uh, 19 in a row again, no. I
3: don't think. No, well, you you must be the same ilk as me, because I was actually in year 11 for the last stand as well. And um, But uh, Dire Straits was the next year, I think. That was 86, wasn't it? It was yeah. just after that. yeah. So. Yeah, awesome. And I'm
1: a big fan too of that. I was lucky enough to see him when they came back through the Easy Street tour to have a look at him. So it's uh, something to behold watching Mark Nopla play Salt the Swing, I reckon.
0: And the Sultans. Yeah, the Sultans that play Creole.
2: Rob and I, back in the day, we were young pups working at Triple M, remember Split Ends that sang History Never Repeats. Is it possible that the same atmosphere and vibe from what we've grown up with will be replicated in the new venue in your mind?
1: It will obviously be different. (coughs) It will be hard to replicate, definitely. Uh, And I'm not saying this because I'm the general manager of the building, I've said it when I wasn't. Um, It's my favourite room, certainly in the country. I Mm. can't think of anyone, any better room I've visited overseas either. It's just got a unique feel to that room. Uh, It's very simple and um, it's very intimate. The black roof helps us, you know, change things around. The acoustics are quite simple, but so effective. Mm. Um, so the new the new theatre will be, you know, the black roof, so we can still do the same tricks. Um, and acoustically, will be superior. I'm sure, and technologically, mm. it'll be uh, far surpassed. So... Yes, we're endeavouring to keep the same feel and look. We don't really want to lose that. But, uh, you know, as technology comes uh, goes through the, the ages, things obviously change, and, and we believe mm-hmm. for the
3: better. I think you've alluded to it in your last answer, mate, but um, personally, how do you feel about losing the old girl?
1: Oh. <laughs> Emotions. Yeah. I say, I'll say that it's just been an honour for so many of us to work there for so many years. You know, mm-hmm. the great memories and man, mount amazing acts we've seen, and the friendships that we've um, we've formed is uh, is just just special to all of us. Uh, but you know, it's it is the end of an era, but yeah. it's the start of an exciting chapter for Sydney. And we're all, you know, while we're. You know, reflecting on the last 32 years and the good times we've had and, um, and we look forward, we're, we're, we're really excited about what's going to happen. I,
2: I must admit, I really admire the enthusiasm you've got for the new building to have the passion for the past, but the enthusiasm for the new, I think um, I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing what, what comes out of the new joint. Uh,
1: it'll change us. You know, we, as an AUG group worldwide, this has been honed as the, uh, the most exciting project we've got going at the moment. And mm. that's saying something with all the uh, the uh, construction and, and developments they've got going around the world. It's going to change the landscape of Sydney. It's going to mm. be fantastic. That's what I'm looking forward to.
2: It does seem like there is a very strong camaraderie in the industry for venues, promoters, tour managers. Absolutely. Yep.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, this team that I uh, now got the pleasure to manage, they've been renowned to be one of the best teams in the country for years. And even when I wasn't working there, um, I was still envious of just... The way they gel, you know, they just get it so well, and um, they've done so good to teach so many people through the industry in the last thirty-two years.
2: Well, thank you so much for your time, mate. We'll keep. It, I think it's it's amazing you're going to get it done in a year. We'll, we'll, yeah. uh, we will certainly keep our eye on the uh, the proceedings, but uh, good luck with it, mate. Sounds great.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate the uh, the chat, and um, yeah, we'll see you. Um, hopefully, uh, see you before we end. Are
2: you going to come through and have a look at the show? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, miss it.
0: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> My yeah, that'd be cool. Sounds, uh, we've, we've, we've uh, over the years of being at Triple M, Steve, we've, um, and working on shows from Disney on Ice to all the gigs you talked about, as you know, as promoting and doing promotions with the Black Thunders and the Rock Patrols and Giant Stereos and everything else we've had over the years. We've seen all those venues and met a lot of people that either work with you or uh, people you would know. Um, and it's funny, you kind of build you build an emotional connection to venues. It's, uh, And I can only imagine what it's like when you're there every day and spending long hours and stuff. But even as a punter working in media and promotion and stuff, you do build a soft spot even when you're not in the industry anymore for the venues, don't you, Rollo?
0: Oh,
1: absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're dead right. It's all about the experiences you have, isn't it? Yeah,
2: mm. Mm.
1: You, you like it even
3: more. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I remember the first time... I can't even remember what the gig was now, but Sydney Entertainment Centre, running around backstage because someone or other was on that we were promoting. I, just the the rat race in the the cage. I, and I remember thinking back to Year 11 and Cold Chisel and the Last Stand. And you know, even then, this was probably 20 years ago. We're talking about now, but just thinking, wow, the people that have walked these halls. I can't imagine yeah. what it must be like for you. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. Yeah, and uh, we uh, we pinch ourselves quite often to uh, to realise what we do for a living. It's it's quite an honour.
2: Mm, It's a great gig you got. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. How do I get
0: one? Totally (laughs) agree.
2: It's 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 not a very forgiving industry. So you must be you must be doing a good job to have stuck around for this long in such an iconic venue. Yeah, well, thank
1: you. Um, I'd like to think I do, but uh, you know, you only as good as your last gig, as they say. So um, (laughs) we'll see how we're looking on the (laughs) twentieth. Yeah,
2: exactly.
3: Sounds very much like radio to me. (laughs)
2: That's why we're doing podcasts.
3: Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Good on you, mate. Uh, yeah, good All on right you, guys, Steve. Thanks a lot for that. Ed thanks, mate. Thank we'll see you before we close.
4: My favourite thing to have for Christmas lunch would have to be the turkey.
1: McDonald's, yeah, Big Mac meal. Oh, Cream of oyster soup, and it must have croutons in it.
2: Fresh prawns.
4: Lasagna. Roast lamb. Uh,
2: rabbit. It's got to be rabbit. <laughs> Christmas lunch prawns. The traditional turkey and Christmas pudding.
4: Potato salad. Mom's apple pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: Joe radio show
2: I've got a christmas present for you
3: I oh, Have you now?
2: <laughs> I do, uh, with no expense to the management of the mm. Mojo Radio Show. I've got a new segment for you.
3: Oh, okay, right. Doing this in the true Mojo style, I take it. No, no, you know, no teasers. No, you know, no, no, no tension teaser, building, build no, up. Just bang here it is. No, yeah, no prep. No thought. Cut
2: this, folks. Bang it out there <laughs> and have a crack. Just throw it together, folks. Uh, I've got a new segment for you for yeah. 2016, which aptly we're launching in 2015. Course it's called. What's Got My Mojo Working? So, Robbo, this week, mm. what's got your mojo working?
3: Well, it's actually someone that's got my mojo working by default. And uh, it's actually Liam, my little 10-year-old. He got my mojo right. working just yesterday. We uh, we were driving along in the car. We'd been down to the local markets. And um, Liam said, I always have these great ideas and I can never remember them. And so, we got to talking about journaling. And uh, we came home and I'd forgotten about the conversation, and Liam came to me and said, "Do you have a journal I can have?" Hmm. So uh, we came into the study, and I I dug up a a journal, and and he took it away and started journaling. (laughs) I have to tell you, the the really funny part about this was the first thing that I noticed at the top of the page of his his journal was, "What does God look like?" (laughs) Question (laughs) mark. That's deep, man. That's deep. Yeah, he's thinking. He's thinking.
2: (laughs) Actually. I must tell you a funny story about that It comes mm. to mind. There's a guy called Sir Ken Robinson who is is the most successful TED speaker, like TED.com, mm. the world's best speakers. And uh, he does this TED speech and he talked about this little girl who was very disruptive in class and all the school teachers knew her and she was very distracted, couldn't concentrate, except this one class and she sat at the back of the room, studiously drawing, like she had a face down the book, just drawing away, just for, you know, minutes on end. And the school teacher, knowing that she was very disruptive and normally distracted, looked at her and went, I wonder what she's doing. So he walked in the back of this room and said, uh, what are you doing? And she said, I'm drawing God. And the teacher said, well, how can you be drawing God when no one knows what God looks like? And she looked at him and said, they will in a minute. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. That's just a beautiful stories, like, you know, says who, man? This is my interpretation of Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Know, back off, dude. Just let me fit let me finish, then we'll all know, okay?
3: That's right, exactly. Once I'm done, well of course you're gonna know. That's fantastic. And doesn't that come yeah, to come back story. to all that stuff we've talked about all through the year about
2: yeah. you know? It's very Hunter S. Thompson, very Marlon Brando, very Johnny Depp, very very Darren Robertson from the Voodoo Studios. Yes,
3: <laughs> that was the first thought I had. <laughs> okay,
2: mate. There's, a, there's there's a loose connection there. There's granted. a
3: loose connection. Yeah. Well, you know, who says I can't eat Tim Tams?
2: Now, can I <laughs> tell you something that's got my mojo working this week? Yeah, way? go for it. You won't be surprised, but it's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. I am. I'm currently running a Colombian Lusitania brew from Merlot Coffee, the fresh espresso from from Brisbane, north of the border. Okay. So I was up there working with the management, uh, helping them unlock some ideas for 2016. This is a limited Mm. edition Colombian blend. And Mm. uh, for those people who are Merlot customers or live north of the border up around the Tweed or Brisbane, Go and try this brew. It is sensational. And I, I'm look, I'm, my old mate, Pete Harrison from Fish River Roast, when I'm in New South Wales I'm a Fish River guy, when I travel north the border, and you're not carrying brew with you. I'm a Merlot guy because I've never had an espresso where they open the lid and the beans and you can smell it for the whole kitchen. It's beautiful yeah, right. and fresh. Anyway, let's get my mojo working. So I've got a question for you out of that. Yeah, what?
3: How many bags of coffee will they let you bring back on a plane? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know, but there's, there's these little bags of white, uh, I think it might be the stuff they use for <laughs> keeping it fresh.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, those little, yeah, like little got- moistures soaking up things. <laughs> A guy called Carlos keeps reading me saying... You've got my shit. Have you got the shipment? I can just picture all these, like, sniffer dogs following you through the airport (laughs) as you're dragging your little willy bag behind you. (laughs) Uh,
2: Mate, it's coffee. It's coffee, dude. Getting your mojo working. This is the Mojo Radio Show. Speaking of getting mojo pumping, this is our Christmas show, folks. We decided we would ring a bunch of mates of ours who've been really good mates to us during the year, We'd like to ring and say thank you and to hear their Christmas message. So, Robbo, why don't we ring Miss Ella in Los Angeles?
3: Let's do it. Miss Ella James. Hello, you've
4: called Triple X
3: workshop. Uh, oops. Sorry. I think that was in speed dial. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, just ignore that. Here we go. We'll dial again. Hang on. Hello, this is Ella. Hello, Ella. This is Robbo and Gary from The Mojo Show. How are you?
4: Hi. Did you just call my other line by mistake? Oh, was that you? (laughs) (laughs) You've got
3: to have a smile in LA, you know? gil
2: has got to make a buck, right, Ella? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? We're well. How are you? We're good.
4: Very, very well indeed. Thank you. Happy
2: Christmas to you both. mm Happy and Christmas to you. How how's Christmas in LA?
4: It's a very different experience. We don't have the same uh, holidays that you have. People have ten days vacation time a year, and so they tend to take that in the summer. They don't celebrate Boxing Day here, so you don't get that additional holiday. So it really is just that one day. But the big, the big thing is in November when they have Thanksgiving, and that's when they have turkey and and everybody gets together as as a family. I mean, they people still do go home to their family for Christmas, but it's pretty much mm-hmm. back to work uh, straight away. And what's funny for me is when people say, "Oh, so Ella, do you have Thanksgiving in Australia?" Uh, and I'm like, "Well, no, because we didn't have pilgrims." Yeah, that's <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: But isn't it funny, though, Ella, we take for granted, I cannot imagine Christmas without Boxing Day and a couple of hours on the couch watching the Boxing Day test.
0: Mm.
4: Oh, pretty much, or or watching the Sydney
2: to Hobart? Yeah. Sydney to Hobart, it just doesn't seem like Christmas. It feels like it's almost something's been, something's missing. Yeah, what do you do about the hangover? What doesn't
4: feel like Christmas to me is that it's cold and and even in L.A., Is is, you know the weather is quite like Australia. I mean, it's it is winter, so we have fires, and uh, um, I'll be sitting down probably binge watching on Netflix. (laughs)
3: <laughs> now listen you've been out winning some awards
4: <laughs> a little one um a, an award not so much last night but i did win there's mm. this fantastic storytelling competition called the moth and you can find out about it by going to themoth.org and it started in new york some time ago some years ago now and there's also uh people will know about this their podcast radio show and But basically, they put up on their website a theme each week. Mm. And uh, so the word for the next one next week, for example, is joy. Uh, This week, it is uh, on a dime. And last week, it was gifted. And, uh, oh, yes. and so you, you buy your tickets online, and uh, it's nine bucks to go. Uh, and then you turn up, and the audience tends to be about two hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, if you want to participate, you put your name in a hat, and they draw ten names out, and you each get five minutes to tell a story.
3: So it's a little like cool. Tropfest Fest, but instead of making films, you've got to stand up and speak. Is that right?
4: Yes, yes. But you don't. The other thing is you don't have to ask all of your friends to work for free to deliver it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or or you. Favorite audio engineer to mix it for you for nothing, yeah.
4: Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'll give you the credit, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah all I'll that put exposure, your mate. On the
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. But look, it is—it's—it's it's one of those things that um, in Hollywood, it's another skill. You know, my agent is yeah. absolutely act yeah. about it. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's another mm-hmm. skill that you've got. It's something else that tells the casting directors what you can do and who you are. And mm-hmm. but I have wanted to do this since I first moved to L.A. two years ago. And it's a perfect example of how things get pushed to one side. I focused very much on stand-up comedy and still do um, and then just never got around to it. And I did this thing in September for my birthday. I didn't I didn't want to be alone for my birthday, but I didn't really have the bucks to be able to hold a big party and I don't really have the space in Chateau Shoebox. <laughs> and uh, So I invited everybody I knew to come around and bring 10 things to put into a Ziploc bag for the homeless, uh, because our homeless is a huge problem here. It's almost unfathomable it if you haven't been here. And uh, so at every freeway exit, there is always somebody who's asking for money and holding up a sign. And I thought it would be great if we could give people a Ziploc bag that has stuff in it that they can use, um, soaps tampons, combs, bottles of water, soft food bars because they've got lousy teeth, new socks and um, invited people along to that and as a result got interviewed by a journalist and she was the one that invited me to the moth. So uh, it, it's, uh, it's just another example of how the world works and, and how you eventually get drawn back into something that you really should be doing.
2: Wow. That's um, such a nice idea, Ella. I, I just love the simplicity and the, the purpose behind it and then serendipity takes its course, is not it?
4: Well, we want this to spread around the world. It's hashtag Ziplocs of love and uh, what we'd like is for people next time somebody comes to your house and they say, what can I bring? You say a bottle of wine or, a, or nothing but bring 10 things and, uh, and then you just uh, pop them into some ziploc bags and take them up to your uh, your shelter. You know, depending on where you live, and uh, they're very helpful. We've got another one coming on Saturday, and this time we're making polar fleece scarves, and uh, we're focusing on winter. So we've got uh, rain ponchos, socks, hats, gloves, all of those things. So That's cool. That's
2: beautiful. Gee, that's uh, that's gold right there. And then there's ziploc bags. <laughs> hey, we're um, we're ringing our mates from. Well, our favourite interviews, our favourite people and our mates for the Mojo radio show for the last year, hence the reason we're calling. And we have a question for you. What's your Christmas message, Ella, from L.A. to the world? Because we now have an audience, you know, in all, all countries of the world pretty much, um, which is pretty cool. Um, what's Ella's Christmas message to everybody?
4: Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Um I've been saturated with news media for the past week. Uh, we had the San Bernardino shooting here, about ninety minutes from me in LA, and as a former journalist, of, of course, I went straight back to my roots of tracking what the media was saying and, and what was going on, and, and I got I got quite quite uh, scared for us, for humanity. And there was a lot of debate about guns and still is a lot of debate about religion. And there's a lot of anti-Muslim sentiment and a lot of ignorance around what being a Muslim is. And my fear is that we have developed into a culture with a very low resilience. We're not able to feel our feelings and express them except in anger. And for some people, that anger can be fatal. And I would love this Christmas for us all to take a step back and just remember that... (sighs) It's going to sound very Namaste, LA. (laughs) (laughs) But the only path forward is through love and communication and understanding, education, love, understanding. And we've got to go to those roots and and move forward from there.
2: I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. It's, uh, It's very, very nice.
4: Hey, I've got to tell you something, guys. I did something really fun, I got this great acting job. Ah, is this the one you couldn't TV. tell us
3: about last time?
4: Darling, there are how many auditions under the bridge? Um, <laughs> I think up to about three thousand five hundred and fifty-two. But this one I actually booked, but yeah. I was MTV Catfish. Um, and I was the catfish. Okay. So I was the 50-year-old woman uh, pretending to be a 26-year-old hottie to attract these young guys. So season four... Um, Untold Stories Part 6, you won't recognise me. They uglied me up for the role. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Wow, that's
3: cool. That's great. That's great. great. You must be wrapped.
4: (laughs) It's very cool.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's brilliant.
4: So becoming a star one point at a time.
3: Yeah. Well, we're we're, we're rooting for you over here.
4: Thank you, which means something over there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it probably means something different in the States, doesn't it? I should be careful what
2: I say. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> That
4: one too.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: well, that's fantastic. Well, have a lovely Christmas day, Ella. It's so good to hear boys.
4: And the same to you both. All the best and a wonderful 2016. You better watch out. You
0: better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice He's gonna find out who's naughty and nice Santa Claus is coming to town Santa Claus is coming to town
3: Mojo Radio Show. So it was great to catch up with Ella, but there's one coming up that I'm really pumped about.
2: Uh, mate, we, uh, that's, that's not in the running sheet. In fact, I'm what kidding. We don't even have a running sheet. We completely wing this show. But yeah. I wasn't familiar with uh, mm-hmm. any special guests, but I will now look forward to that. Well,
3: I'll give you a little hint. There wouldn't be a Mojo Show without this man, and it's not AP. Mm. <laughs>
2: That's the only guy I can think of. That, uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. we'll keep myself and everybody else in suspense. Um, mm-hmm. Let's ring. Uh, let's ring Cat because we have had yeah. some pretty magic moments between you and I this year, thanks yeah. thanks to Cat Swinton putting us in touch with John Karabi, Marco Mendoza, David Lowe. Di Pritchard from the It's been a pretty incredible year and a lot of fun for us and we hope our listeners have loved it but mm. Kat Swinton has been a great mate to the Mojo Radio Show. Can you get Kat on the phone, mate?
5: Hi, Kat Swinton, Catalyst
2: PR. Hey, Kat. It's Robo Gary from the Mojo Radio Show. Here you go. Good.
5: Good morning to you both.
2: Yeah, how are you going? Good morning to you. We... Uh, just putting our little Christmas show together, our last show of the year. We wanted to ring some of our mates who've been really good to us during the year and say thank no, you. Because the you have brought us just the. I mean, apart from for Robbo and I, selfishly, we've had a ball with the people you've thrown our way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's some of our most successful shows around. You know, Marco Mendoza, John Karabi... David Lowy show we put out just a couple of weeks ago was huge. Uh, Wendy Matthews, Di Pritchard, which was a real treat from Bros Tattoo. It's just been, you've been such a great supporter of the show. We just want to ring and wish you a Merry Christmas. Hope next year's a rock and roll year for you. And uh, to say thank
0: you and indeed. Thank you to you
5: guys as well. It's a mutual admiration there. Um, season's greeting to you and family, all <laughs> <For> your listeners. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been a big year though,
3: hasn't it? Wow, it's been a long if you year.
5: Those off, I go wow, there you go.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. God, some of those like Wendy Matthews seems like this time, you know, three years ago, but it wasn't. And she was so
2: fabulous. Absolutely, so it was such an enjoyable interview. To yeah,
3: be. yeah. In fact, do yourself a Christmas favour, folks, and go back and have a listen to that one. That was awesome.
2: Hey, that can be a, that can be our Christmas flashback for right now. Robert.
3: Yeah, we should absolutely. We'll we'll stick that in. Yeah, absolutely. Hey
2: cat. Before, we know you got stacks going on before you finish up for the year. What's your Christmas wish for anybody? You're sending out your Christmas wish from the world of rock and roll, entertainment and music. If you had a Christmas wish to put out there to the world, what would it be? I know it's cheesy, but peace to all men man. men, after
5: what happened in Paris and everywhere, every day on the news. I just want peace for everyone this year. That would be nice.
3: Yeah. yeah. Pat there's a in <laughs> there's a common thread to our Christmas messages, isn't there, Gus? There
2: is actually. I think it, and I I think it's powerful. I mean, I, I I have to concur. It's it's probably the time just to sit back and go. You know what? Get back the fundamentals. Just be good to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone
5: it, give everyone love, a big kiss, and a hug, and tell them how much they mean to you. And uh, get back to the basic values: family, um, this beautiful earth that we live on.
3: Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? I was actually watching for the first time in a la- long time last night. Patch Adams was on the telly, and and mm. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but the, the, there's a part there where his girlfriend is murdered, and he and Robin Williams' character Patch is standing on top of the cliff contemplating suicide, um, and he's talking to God, and, and he says to God you know, you made the world in six days and then you rested on the seventh. He said, And he says, on the seventh day, instead of resting, perhaps you should have thought a bit more about compassion. And I thought, wow, there's a really good message in that there for the world at the moment. Nice.
2: Well, we're sending lots of hugs and kisses out, Kat. Thanks again for looking after us this year. It's been, it's been awesome. Indeed. Yeah,
5: thank you to you guys and Have a wonderful one, mate.
2: Um, you know, it's interesting, that Patch Adams movie that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, And we'll see what we can find online and put a link to it in the show notes if we can find it. But Mm. that movie was the influence behind me opening up the Ideas Vault at Fox Studios in Sydney some 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Because there is a scene in the movie where he has this aha moment where he goes, if we're scared to go to a hospital, imagine what it feels like for a child. Yeah. And he then designs his... His idea for a hospital, he makes it out of napkin containers and yeah. a red nose, like Red Nose Day, and he creates it and shows you his girlfriend. And I saw that and went, why do we have creative sessions in hotel rooms with green tablecloths, a bowl of water and some mints and stark beige balls and say, okay, be creative, think differently, find the next cracking idea. Yeah. And I took that premise um, and he created the Kazuntai Institute, which was yes. basically the start of his whole hospital thing. Mm. And that started me in the journey of finding a room that was different where people could go in, chill, and create the next great idea, which is How the Ideas Vault, which became Australia's first ever and probably greatest creative thinking venue because it was so unique and different, being eight-sided with a proper coffee machine and bean bags, and the eclectic nature of stuff around. So Mm. um, it's funny you should bring that up at this time of the year because, you know, reflection is important as we spoke with Elabaz looking back to... um, to reflect this some the year on some of the stuff that's good. You don't give a Yeah, question. yeah. So there you go. That's an interesting segue, mate.
3: Just, just while we're talking about Patch Adams, can I give you one quote that I've, I've loved for a long time? And this isn't in the movie. This is from the real Patch Adams. He said, the reason adults should look as though they are having fun is to give kids a reason to want to grow up.
2: Mm. How, How cool is that? Isn't that awesome? My so, dad is a cracker. Yeah. That's going straight to the pool room. <laughs> 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 that's beautiful though. You know, I... I um, have had a a couple of big weeks. Um, I was on the road doing uh, the last of my sort of speaking jobs for the year and I was speaking with an audience and one of the things I always talk about when I'm doing my Who Stole My Mojo speech is that as a parent, you need to look in the mirror and know that you are the superhero for your children. Mm. And when you see that reflection back in the mirror, mum or dad, are you the reflection you want your child to grow up with? Mm. Health, wellness, the size of you, do you have, you know, are you you have a creative outlet, mm. piano, gardening, woodwork, patchwork, blogging? Like, do you have something mm. that tells kids that creativity is good fun and should do it? And I think that quote just fits in so nicely with looking back at the reflection and saying, are you the fun person that you aspire your children to admire and want to be like because you're the superhero? So I think, um, I think it's a cracking quote.
3: I'll let you use that if you want.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah but I'll put I'll I'll drop it in the show notes for you, buddy. Yeah, That's good. Beautiful. <laughs>
3: Alright, we've got another call to make.
2: What's the name of Samus Reindeers?
4: How many is there? Donna, Dancer, Prancer, Blitzen. Blitzen? Is it Blitzen?
3: Uh, Donna, Blitzen,
2: Rudolph, Dasher, Dancer. (laughs) I don't know, that's (laughs) seven.
4: I don't know. Blitzen, Donna. That's about it. Homer.
2: Dancer, Prancer, Donna, Blitzen. Something, something, and Rudolph only when it's really foggy. (laughs)
5: The
3: Mojo Radio Show. So, listen, uh, someone else who's been pretty big with the show this year and, and who I've actually personally taken a lot from uh, Michael Smith. Smithy. Smithy. Let's get him on the phone. Smithy, the doc. The doc. Doc Smith. <laughs> doc <laughs> find Smith. that in the phone book, folks. <laughs>
2: he shall be. Known, yeah, that shouldn't be too hard to find. <laughs> he should be known in
3: 2016 as Doc Smith. Good old Doc Smith, hanging his shingle out. <laughs> g'day, Gary. G'day, Robo. How you doing? Very well. Thank you for joining us and thank you for um squeezing us into your calendar today. I know today. I know you're flat out.
6: That's all right. It's actually a busier day than expected. Most people are you know, they're saying they're getting the Christmas spirit this time of year and saying January <laughs> gener- is actually my busiest month of the year as everyone jumps on the
3: uh, uh New Year's bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh so listen, uh, have you got any secrets for a uh, a Boxing Day recovery potion? Boxing
6: day recovery potion, probably the best one's moderation. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Take oh, it easy in that's,
2: the not, that's not going to
6: make it, Smitty. That's not going to fly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do say to people, yeah, Christmas. Just get out there and enjoy yourself. Don't you know? Don't worry about counting foods or stressing about food It's you know, it's only a few few days. Make it a time of relaxation. Uh, but yeah, just keep just the simple things. Keep hydrated. If you're going to have a few drinks, like keep, keep up the uh, keep up the fluids. Uh, keep up the B vitamins. You know, one, one of my secrets is having charcoal tablets. With if I'm, you know, on a Christmas day if I'm having a few drinks or eating a few foods that may not be so healthy, the charcoal tab- tablets help bind that and, and uh, get get rid of the toxins out of the body. Really,
2: well, that's um, oh, that's go. very interesting. So moderation, obviously, drinking lots of water. We hear which we don't do, but we need to. Tell me about charcoal. Where where do I get that? How often do I take it? When do I take it? And how much do I take in order to look after the toxins of all the, maybe the naughties that I'm going to have over Christmas and New Year? So a lot of health food
6: stores will sell it. Um, I know uh, there's a bulletproof brand of uh, charcoal tablets. And normally you take one or two. And and charcoal tablets are good for people with digestion symptoms coming up, stuff like that, gas. But if someone actually has food poisoning or having a big night out, rather than one or two tablets, you could take like six to even eight tablets over a night. Same if you've got food poisoning, take, you know, take a lot of these tablets to help bind the uh, bacteria and and clean it out of the body. Is
2: it actual charcoal? (laughs) It's real charcoal, yeah.
6: Yeah, the, the Bulletproof one's actually, basically it's charcoal from coconut, but... Yeah, it's real charcoal. It's, it's an old. It's a remedy that's been used for a long time before someone you know packaged it and put it into capsules.
3: Very good for flat for fat flatulence too, isn't it? Yeah,
6: that's what that's what it's kind of sold for is mm. flatulence and gas. But you can mm-hmm. use it for getting rid of toxins. Yep, there you so go. Even the ones of you know too much dodgy diet diet and too much yeah. maybe beer on Christmas
2: Day. Do you, know what's, you know what's really good about this, um, Smithy? You just give me an idea. I'm going to get Robbo some uh, charcoal tablets for Christmas because flatulence in gas certainly makes its way to the studio <laughs>
3: i i knew what was coming as soon as i said that <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and i'm going straight out to my barbecue to, to scratch off some charcoal i'm gonna gift wrap it it's all the job's done it's, it's all good beautiful happy merry christmas oh, Robbo. That, yeah that's
3: fantastic
6: call. problem solved tick charcoal, charcoal from burnt steaks and things like
3: that yeah absolutely so um it, it obviously works better if you if you, if you start now before indulging at Christmas time and then continue across the Christmas period. I would presume. No, not.
6: I just do it on the day on the day you're indulging. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, well, there you go. So you don't want to do too much charcoal for too long a period because that'll actually bind minerals and vitamins out of your body as well. Right. Okay. And so on the on your night on your night of indulgence. So if you're indulging like 10 days in a row, <laughs> um, yeah, that could be a bit much. But if you're having, you know, a couple, of, a couple of days out in this next holiday period... Mm. This is gold. So especially with alcohol, it just helps to detox the alcohol a little bit faster. Drink longer. Yeah, and you can get less of, a, less of a hangover.
3: Yeah, which is a really great side effect. So yeah, you've got the, uh, less gas, less of a hangover.
0: Yeah.
2: Mate, the show's just paid for itself. How, m- how many podcasts in the world have given people a tip like that on christmas eve to help oh, them through the christmas yeah, period right. I'm, I'm just putting that yeah. i'm just saying
3: you know i'm i'm seeing channel 9 news you know that on christmas eve the health food stores sell out of charcoal <laughs> all over australia <laughs> so
6: yeah you know, so boxing day you can um, you can try that out um, I'll, I'll definitely know, be trying
2: that go. out Mate, yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go fighter. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hard on this. I think that's a great, uh, a great thing to try. That um, that's an absolute gem, Michael. We've had all our mates from this year on the show just to wish them a, a merry Christmas. I hope they have a fantastic 2016. Thank them for their contribution to our show, and I, I just ask them one quick question: Do you have a Christmas message for either your clients or for our audience? You just keep it simple. Um
6: everyone have a great christmas and the most important thing is just, is just be safe you know safe on the road safe when you're out just yeah enjoy it but be safe
2: beautiful great sentiments mike you've been a great contributor to the show this year you always give us gold there's always gold and then there are pieces of charcoal we really have appreciated you coming on and be so giving with your time your knowledge your wisdom your empathy to us and our audience so um have a great break, buddy, and we will catch up with you in 2016. All right, you too, guys. Have a great Christmas, and uh, I'll catch you in the new
0: year. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the 5 and 10 It's glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes that glow i sure it's Christmas once a more.
3: The Mojo Radio Show. So every week there's one person that this show can't do without. And I say that unequivocally. When our mojo's down, when our mojo's not happening, this guy just gets us pumping and... There's only one. Well, there's actually two words that describe this person, Gary Fish River. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no way.
3: Oh yes, way. I had, to, I had to get him on. We couldn't do a. We couldn't do a thank you for getting us through the year show without this guy, could we? Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> well,
2: it's funny, folks, that this was a surprise guest. I had no idea who's coming on, but I have to admit, I am sitting here with a brew in front of me right now. <laughs> in fact, I've just done it. Uh, Pete, can I get a short macchiato? Dry, thank you, mate.
3: Yeah. They- you go. So Peter Harrison, welcome back to the Mojo Radio Show, mate.
5: Oh, Robbo, (laughs) it's my pleasure to be back on. Gary, thanks so much for for having me back. I, I love to think of you guys
3: there with your <laughs> industrial pallet full of Tim tams, <laughs> drinking our coffee and keeping everyone's mojo working. I should I should put everyone who hasn't heard that episode in the picture. Peter Harrison owns and runs Fish River Roasters, um, a coffee blending. Would I is that the correct term? It's a boutique coffee roaster, Robbo is how a we refer to
5: ourselves. A boutique coffee
3: film. roaster. There you go, and uh, yep. he 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 lives up near gary and uh, and we did a fantastic episode back with him back in the beginning of the year so um so make sure you go back and find that one but um gary uh pete's product keeps us going week in and week out right here at the mojo show
2: <laughs> well just on that robbo i must uh bring you up to up to speed mm. uh rumor has it that the fish river roasters also won an award recently at the golden beans pete that's right, yeah. We were um, brought home a silver medal,
5: which uh, is always a, a big thrill. The Golden Bean now is the, the biggest coffee roasting competition in Australia, and previously we've won a few medals there, And, and uh, but a silver's a, a great thing for us. So, you know, we are a boutique coffee roasting operation, as I said, but... Um, we also like to think of ourselves as caffeine dealers for people like you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> keep,
6: you,
3: keep, you, keep you wired. Standing now in the corner t- going, man, I need my fix, I need my fix.
2: <laughs> the, t- <laughs> the, uh, the golden beans, how many brews... Just to put people in pitch about how big that award is, how many coffees are entered into the Golden Bean Awards that you won the silver medal in?
5: This year there was over 1,200 in, in, wow. uh, in the comp.
2: So yeah. it's a lot of coffee.
3: Yeah. So you're
2: punching above your weight, buddy. <laughs> 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 it's great. In mean, past years I've actually been up there and been on the, um, some
5: of the judging panels and yeah. you literally just sit in a room around a table Mm. And people just keep bringing you coffee. And if you're doing, say, the milk based sort of uh, category, then someone comes in with a flat white and a scoring sheet, and you and your partner sit there and and score it. And if it's doing particularly well, it'll go to the head judge. If it's doing particularly poorly, it'll also go to the head judge. Mm. And in between, you know, you have that sort of discussion and you just repeat that process over and over, about 30 times in a morning.
3: <laughs> so I've got, to, I've got to ask this question in the nicest possible way, Pete. Do you spit or swallow?
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, part of it... <clears throat> thank you, Robbo. Yes, pause there. I swallow. <laughs> thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, because to get the true sort of flavour oh. and, and the body of, of the coffee to be fair that, yeah. The person that submitted it. Yeah, you do actually have to, to, to swallow a little bit. And right, um, okay. so over time, that caffeine really builds up. Have a little bit of apple yeah, in between time. But, it would do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite a fascinating process. And you meet the most amazing people there, you know guys that have devoted their entire life to certain aspects
3: of coffee chemistry and things like that. So it's a great, great call. I can imagine some of the conversations would be fairly intense, yeah?
5: <laughs> yeah a lot of very animated conversation, a <laughs> lot of yeah, I talking, a lot of very caffeinated
2: people, fast <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> talking, feet tapping. <laughs> um, Pete, it's uh, it's great to have you back on the show, mate, because I know you are a listener of the show, which is, which is fantastic. And... It is fair to say that we don't run a show without our fish river roast um, in the studio. So that, that is, an, you have been an integral part of our show for 12 months, but something Rob, probably doesn't know that I'd be keen to hear your story on Pete is that you, um you went on a retreat with some Buddhist monks. Tell us about that. Well, you know, it's interesting because
5: I've been watching the Mojo show or listening to the Mojo show as it's evolved over the, the last year or so. And um, you know meditation has come into the conversation quite frequently and and I've I've been sort of a bit of a meditator off and on for for a while and then um, as happens a Buddhist monk came to our local town <laughs> you know a bit <laughs> like Kane out of Kung Fu wandered in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, Hello, um, <laughs> and so I started uh he was doing some lectures and I thought, well, oh, I'll go see what he's got to say and, okay. and he did a whole series on meditation and then and then he actually sort of said, Well, I'm gonna run a, a weekend retreat and he, you know, we'll focus on meditation and that side of thing. I'll <laughs> oh, I'll get along to that. And uh yeah, it's quite amazing. You know, I didn't come out, you know, um, being able to use nunchucks or or uh, <laughs> you know, stars or anything like that. those are silver stars that <laughs> But I did come out with a greater appreciation of, of how important getting your mind right is to any activity. And I think that's one of the great lessons I've learned through the through the Mojo Show is, you know, really how you think literally has such a big impact on, on how you operate, you know, with other people and, and in your own business. So getting your mind right, you know, meditation um, plays such a big factor in that.
2: Getting your mind right is such a key thing. Pete, you said to me recently that you notice a day where you haven't meditated tell me what it feels tell me what it feels like to have a day where you have meditated versus a day where you haven't
5: oh that's 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 um, spot on gary because i after talking to you and saying you know I, I can feel it when i miss the day i missed the day yesterday and i thought i'll be okay you know i'll, I'll be fine and you know those days we just uh, stuff doesn't go right, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was sorting out some deliveries with the guys here, I used to bang the head twice on the same door <laughs> of the same van, you know, and, and then I'm throwing stuff, and you know when you, and, and you know when something goes wrong, and you just go, oh, you know, that is God. it's that side of it, you know, when you can sort of, your self-talk just starts to get really yeah. negative, and one thing piles on after another, that's how I've, that's, kind of non-meditation day for me. That's the kind of day where there'll be some point where I'll just lie back and start laughing and should have really done the meditation. Today <laughs> was not the day to skip it. And that's that's what a non-meditation day is for me. I get a little bit, those little things that can get under your skin or can can start to annoy you and affect the way you're performing and, and interacting with others. That's, that's what I feel like when I don't um, those things really have a big impact for me when I mm, don't meditate. Mm. When I do I can kind of compartmentalise that and go hey that bad thing just happened need to stay focused and need to keep moving you know and that's what meditation gives uh, wow. me yeah? mm. so I'm a, basically a nicer person to be around if I've <laughs> so I'm <not>
0: <laughs> well,
3: if I, <laughs> I was going to say to add to your frustrations yesterday you had some guy from some podcast